In this week's episode of the Pass the Everything podcast, we cover a potential beer shortage escalated by Oktoberfest, a restaurant suing somebody for a tip takebacksies, a fast food drive through phone bust by the FBI, a drunk bro mashup in the freezer section from our friends at White Castle, and the thing that we're actually willing to try this pumpkin spice season from the queen, Martha Stewart. Closing with our food high and low moments of the week. Let's eat. From our table in New Orleans, kind of, this is the Pass Everything podcast. Your favorite food podcast. Now I feel like right away I have to explain the kind of. (laughs) I'm at my New Orleans table, not our usual New Orleans recording table, and you are at a totally different table on the road. This is so. This is our first virtual on the road recording session, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you're the only one on the road. Yes, I am in. I am in currently in Colorado. I am in Pine, Colorado, about like thirty to forty minutes west of Denver. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I'm in a little mountain town. I'm staying at a friend's place right now and we set this up. So here we are. He is my podcast partner for the sake of the podcast. We call him PTE. He started the past the everything Instagram that began this whole journey. And he, now that we've explained to you, he's on the road. He is also Rocky Mountain High. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, <laughs> she's Ashley. She's my uh, wonderful co-host who lends her talents to radio and also podcast, not only in production, but lending her wonderful voice. And she is wondering if Mercury is still in retrograde. You're having like a really weird day in terms of technology. Like you and I got online and started connecting within two minutes. Another mishap happened. So like what's going on over on your end? I think that mishap like right before recording was maybe technology trouble number seven today. Okay. One of them, like while I was trying to do my job at the radio station, I was on the air and the computer that runs the radio stuff. I don't know how else to explain it turned off before that the one that i use for the internet to have things to talk about while i'm on the radio that one turned off so then once the the more important one turned itself off the first one popped back on with a desktop image i had never seen before just like a random fucking bird and i'm like uh okay (laughs) (laughs) passwords logins everything got messed up today network connection while i was hosting a zoom this I, I for this one right before you and I started recording, I legitimately pulled the power strip the wrong way and just hit the switch and it turned off everything at my desk. Yeah, you so. completely froze, and then I I receive a text immediately afterwards saying that you had tripped the switch and every you had shut down everything, and of course it was also everything you were working on, and mm-hmm. so then we had to wait for the reboot, and that was a good five to ten minutes. But you know what? We're here and we're dedicated and we're doing the podcast. And we're not even in person. So, you know, we're no, figuring we're this out. We're figuring it out. Yeah. What's Theo doing without us recording with him? Loving life. There's like a rotation of like three different people who have been keeping an eye on him. And I just get pictures of him just cuddling with them. So, yeah, he's he's doing he's doing OK. So she's excited to be. Uh, this is his first ever night as a silent co-host on the podcast. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> this is a big moment, not only for us, but also for Sushi. Don't get it twisted. He's asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Starting off our stories of how food is featured in the news lately, we call it the scoop. 
Um, it is the end of September, but we've already begun Oktoberfest. It returned last weekend after some time off, pandemic related. Um, so that's good news for beer lovers, but possible bad news. There's been talk about a beer shortage ever since the beginning of the pandemic, supply chain issues and carbon dioxide shortage, things like that. Um, so now people are worried that Oktoberfest returning is going to escalate the potential beer shortage worldwide. Okay. So at first I hear, I, I like heard the headline and I was like, Oh, who gives a shit? Like I'm not attending Oktoberfest. This doesn't impact me at all, but if this is going to impact like if there's going to be like potential beer shortages worldwide. I don't know. I don't even like, I don't like thinking about that. And I feel like there's always some weird issues with, like with supply chains, but I've never been to Oktoberfest. Do they really drink that much beer to where, if Oktoberfest does does normal Oktoberfest things where it can impact the fucking supply of beer afterwards around the entire world. Like, are they really drinking that much during Oktoberfest? Is that a stupid question? I don't know. But here's the other thing. You have Oktoberfest and you have a major event that's causing the CO2 production issue. Uh, the natural contamination, I guess that's what you call it, natural contamination. Uh -huh. The shit show that's going on in Mississippi that's leading them not to be able to have drinking water in certain areas. Yes. Contamination at the Jackson Dome is also creating a CO2 production shortage. So that could mess with like independent brewers getting the carbon dioxide they need to carbonate their beer. Beer prices rising across the board. It just It's a whole thing. And I feel like Oktoberfest is only partially to blame. Yeah, if anything, I think that we should be talking about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, and how that's leading to a CO2 shortage more than a bunch of people drunk at Oktoberfest mm -hmm. and how that's going to impact beer around the world. And if we wanted to be selfish, honestly, we just need to do the thing that everyone did at the beginning of COVID and just treat beer like toilet paper. Just go to the fucking store and stock up as much as humanly possible and just keep a keep a healthy supply of beer at your house. That way, if shit hits the fan and you can't get drunk, well, you have some you have some reserves in order. I'm just saying. That was my um, insert slurp noise here as I drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I have a cocktail and you have a beer, so I think I'm you know. Hoarding, we're, we're, we're I'm drinking. I'm yeah. feeling very carbonated before the shortage. <laughs> It just coincidentally is occurring at the same time as Oktoberfest. I don't blame Oktoberfest. Not at all. Would you go to Oktoberfest? It, oddly enough, it's not something that's really ever been on like my bucket list of things to do, which I don't know why, because I love traveling and I love abusing alcohol. So for some, like, I don't know. Right. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't know why it's not really been on that list. Now, with that being said, yeah, I would absolutely go. If given the opportunity, one of my best friends, he went a number of years ago and uh, I'll share some without sharing any details like his name or anything, uh, proceeded to get so blackout drunk that he lost his like phone wallet keys and everything and is in the middle of Germany and then also somehow got separated from his wife and his friends that were also there. And then when he came to, he was in like the back of a taxi, had no idea where the taxi was taking him. And then when he got out, went to go pay, realized that he did not have a wallet. And so now the German taxi driver was, you know, uh, not too happy with him. And that was a whole, that was a whole scary scenario. 
And I think and he just speaking like speaking German, up. which by the way is yes. a language that sounds terrifying, even when they're saying I yes, love you. Right? Uh, yeah, you could be telling me I love to eat chocolate in German, and it might mm -hmm. come across as like some super aggressive sounding. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't Would know you what like you're to trying to hold to my me. adorable baby puppy. Like, yeah. sounds terrifying. <laughs> Would you like to have one more beer? I'm like, dude, stop yelling at me. Jesus, yeah, I'm sorry. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, so I, I've heard, and you know, he obviously survived and they found him, and it makes for a good story now in the moment. Not so good. I can see myself doing something like that, is what I'm trying to say. So, it does make me a little nervous because I can see myself going to another country and then I just get so excited and then I just stop, you know, I don't really pay attention to like the amount of alcohol I'm taking. And the next thing I know, blackout drunk in a foreign country and there's thousands of people around me and this is my nightmare. Mm, okay. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm interested, but only if I can have a babysitter. Yeah. Me. I'm very interested, but can you just treat me like a leash baby for a week and then we're good. <laughs> That little monkey backpack that has the oh my god yes <laughs> so where there's a there's a 37 year old man attached to it who's wearing lederhosen <laughs> oh, okay let's bring it back to the states for our next story we are going right. to scranton which yes sounds familiar if you're a fan of the office a mm -hmm. restaurant that actually was featured in the office it's called alfredo's pizza they are suing someone. Back in June, some guy came to the restaurant and tipped the waitress $3,000 on a $13 bill. Wow. That's a major, like, make your month, make two months kind of tip. You know, she said she was blown away. She would use the money to pay some bills, take her family on a vacation. And then shortly after, the man who left the tip disputed the charge with his bank. Whoa. He had told her that the tip was part of something called tips for Jesus. Oh my God. Stop it. Are you serious? For whatever reason, he didn't want to, I guess Jesus changed his mind. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he decided he was going to take the tip back and he disputed the charge. She got paid. That is the good news. The restaurant gave her the money because okay. that was her tip, right? But yes. now the restaurant is out three grand. So they're suing him to get that money back. Lawsuits for Jesus. All right. Like, right. unbelievable. This, it's, it's kind of crazy because what she said about what he communicated with her when he gave her the tip is so specific that, like, I, I don't know. It's like, there's no way she's making this shit up. It's like, dude, not only can you see it on the receipt, but also he specifically said, like, this is a thing where it's like a tips for Jesus. And I don't really know what that is, but like, holy hell, like, you know, this, this made my, like you said, week, month, two months, whatever. And then for him to go back and dispute the charges, how can you dispute those charges? Are you going to say like, I was really intoxicated and, or like someone signed it for me? Like, dude, you signed this, you know, you specifically communicated to the, to the employee that you gave the tip to why you were doing it. I actually kind of want to look at this bank and be like, yo, what the fuck is your deal? Like, how do you even... Like, how does the bank look at this scenario and then be like, oh, yeah, we got you, and then just refund this guy $3,000? Like, I don't understand. Like, there's there's no there's no way for him to go about doing this. So I fully support the restaurant doing this. I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And they didn't go straight to this. The restaurant, Alfredo's Pizza, was communicating with the dude through Facebook for a while, and then he won't respond anymore. But at some point in that conversation, he basically said, like, you want your money back? Sue me, bro. And they're like, okay, 
Bet. Let's go to court. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bet. Also, you don't really sound like you're too much of a, you, you love Jesus that much. I don't feel like if you are who you really say you are, you want to be acting this way. So bro goes and has it basically like reverse the $3,000. They communicate with him and he's like, fuck you, do something. What are you going to do? Sue me? And they're like, actually, yeah, we're going to sue you. We want this money back. So listen, I'm glad that the I'm glad that the employee got the money. It, it's the right thing to do. But I hope this guy also gets fucking sued. And I hope that not only he has to pay $3,000, but that he has to also pay the legal fees because this is fucking insane. He has no grounds to stand on. And again, in a weird way, I still really blame the bank for this. I don't understand how when their customer came to them and was like, hey, I'm going to file a dispute. And they're like, okay, because like I've, I've been there before, right? Like I've actually, like my card's been frauded transactions uh that i didn't did not uh make were taken out of my account the first thing you do when you contact the bank to dispute everything is you have to explain what happened so unless you like flat out lied to them i don't understand how it got to this point so this guy fucking sucks and it's the I bank's just fault googled too. tips for jesus by the way <laughs> there's an instagram account that has 76.3 thousand followers what doing the lord's work one tip at a time and it is a whole bunch of insane tips. They write it on the receipt and they leave a tip for like $5,000. Um, there's another one, $1,000. There's another one, 5000 And they'll like write it on the receipt and they take a picture and they post it. So was this dude just doing this for clout or like some kind of Instagram following and then changed his mind? I don't know. That would be a really weird thing. Now I'm wondering, like, was he even really attached to tips for Jesus? This whole thing does not make any sense. So I actually feel like we need to not, like, keep tabs on it pretty closely. But I want to loosely follow this and kind of see how it how it plays out. I'm really curious to see what goes on with this. I'm Because now, now I have more questions. Like, was he really attached to tips for Jesus? Was he, like, one of the, you know, people out there in the world, like a fucking dollar disciple, walking around just leaving tips at fucking pizza places in, you know, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Or if he saw it and was like, this would be something that I can say that I do. And in like some weird, I don't know, weird mental state, he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this person a solid. Woke up and was like, oh shit, I actually don't have this money. Never mind. Like, I, I don't know. Like the whole thing, I don't, I don't understand how any of this happened. I don't understand how the bank got on board with it. I want to know what he told the bank. Like this whole thing is fucking bananas. And I really need to know, is Tips for Jesus a person? Is Tips for Jesus a movement? Do you like tag them with a hashtag or something and then your stuff gets reposted on this account? But I like how you said, like, I want to follow up with this loosely because that's the only way we ever follow up with anything on this Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're certainly not going to like, you know, maybe I'll like set like a Google alert or something and just be like, but then I don't, I don't want to have the only Google alert on my phone to just be quote tips for Jesus, unquote. Like, <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> so, you know, know who was being followed closely? And I think there were alerts set on him. Who? The MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, the subject okay. of our next story. You're like, what does this have to do with food? Well, okay. Look, I even talked about this on the radio last week when I saw the story for the first time. And when I'm on a, a radio station that is music focused, right? And I'm not on news talk. This is not a political segment of the show. I have to be very careful that I don't take sides on what's going on in a story that is even remotely political, political players, characters, whatever. Because um, I don't want to piss off the listenership. 
right? Fuck them. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> when I said this story, I set it up this way. I was like, right off the bat, I have to tell you, this is not me taking a side or giving you a story with a political slant. So I'm saying the same thing here. It's literally yeah, yeah. just me putting myself in the shoes of a person who had a shitty day. Uh-huh. Mike Lindell, the My Pillow CEO, is wrapped up in the whole FBI Trump investigation stuff. Okay. And See, I don't even know. I know about like that, but I don't even know anything about the my pillow guy. I don't Why know. he's involved? I, I'm, I'm not so sure fucking, Yeah, I'm so off the map. I, I guess this is what happens when I'm in Colorado. Just anyways, just enjoying myself for the last week. But yeah. Well, anyways, so you're, you're sharing. You're sharing facts. Yeah, he's involved or entangled enough somehow, some way that the FBI decided they needed to confiscate his phone. Right. Okay. And you're like Ashley. This is still not food related. Until yeah. I get to. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get to where they found him and made the grab of his phone. Okay, the I need dude, to know where this happened now. The dude was in line at a fast food drive through waiting to like place his order or whatever. And here's how I said it on the air. I Look, first of all, when I'm on the radio and I don't want to piss off any listeners, any advertisers, I don't say names of the place he was. I don't yeah. say, like, good, they got, no, none of that. I'm not. Uh, he was at a Hardee's. What? In a drive-thru. Yeah. I'm just thinking of how shitty of a day this dude had. Because when I'm in line waiting to order fast food, I don't want anybody to know where I am and what I'm about to order. I don't want anybody taking my phone that day. You know. And <laughs> then... Going to the media and letting everybody know Ashley O goes to Hardy's often, and this is what she orders. This fat fuck, triple bad. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. In fact, ninety percent of the time when I am in a drive-through, that is most likely my food low moment of that week, and yes. I already am. I am already recognizing that in the moment while I am sitting in the drive-through. Um, you know, trying to avoid eye contact with any of the employees as I exchange you know, my card for the fucking burger that's going to take off a, a month of my life or whatever. So yeah, for him to to be in a Hardy's drive through and to have the FBI roll up on him and, and confiscate his phone. Holy shit, man. You're you're having a pretty rough day there. <laughs> like And then like, I said on the uh, air, I was like, look, I think he's having the worst day. And then I realized no, there's someone else in this story that is having it even worse. It's the dude behind him. Yes, drive-through lane. That this, now this, this whole experience curtain, yes. is twenty minutes longer than he expected it to be, just to order some damn Hardee's. Dude, this person's the real victim. Can you imagine being so hungry that you are at a level where you have accepted Hardee's as your lunch, and then as you are in the drive-through, already regretting this decision, you watch the FBI pull up and raid the car in front of you, and you're just sitting there like. Do I pull around? Like, what's going on? <laughs> how long do maybe I should go on my phone and Google? How long does an FBI raid take? I don't know. Like, if they have to confiscate his phone, oh, yeah. is there paperwork you afterwards? Can it. The guy in front of you who just got the phone taken, he surely can't. And he's flipping no, out apparently. No. Like, the story that he, it's in people, which is very strange. People.com. That is, that is a strange. Yeah. It's like, just yeah. give me some. Give me some Ben Affleck news and photos of him like right. smoking a cigarette with some Dunkin' Donuts. I don't need you to be doing fucking FBI raids at Hardee's. And his comment, he's like, my whole company, I run five companies off that. I don't have a computer. My hearing aids run off of this. Everything runs off of my phone. 
What? That, I'm not going to lie. That's the first I've ever heard of that. I, I like, <laughs> I don't know. Even if he is telling the truth, like, let's just say that he is, you don't have a computer and you run five, let's just say successful businesses off of your phone. You're so attached to your phone that your, that your hearing aids are attached to it. Like you can't hear without your phone. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Are you part cyborg? Like what, what's going on here? Like, are you so intrinsically connected to your phone? At the second the FBI takes it, you just like disintegrate into a puddle in your car. I, I don't know. The, He's like, my Hardy's app is on this phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be fucking hilarious. Like he, he was actually like using a Hardy's app to like get a free thing of onion rings. And the FBI How just wrote that for him. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, but, but like you said, and I totally agree with you. The real victim in this, in this is the car behind, behind this individual. So I'm sorry to whoever, you know, stooped so low that they felt like a Hardy's lunch was appropriate only to watch the FBI raid the car in front of you and completely mess up the timeline of your entire day and put you in quite the uh, quite the predicament there. That's horrible. I'm I'm only sorry that we end up inadvertently having so many fast food stories in this podcast and people have called us out on it. But like these are the things that make the news. I don't control the news. Yeah, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to do. Then the next story is about fast food becoming <laughs> frozen food coming to the grocery stores. So yeah. have you ever wondered what would happen if you took two drunk food bro staples and mashed them up into one and you could have them in your own freezer? It's funny that you mentioned that because last night while uh, hanging out with a couple of hanging people. Out. Yeah. Yeah, just hanging out, just in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, a video got pulled up of a me at a uh, after a Mardi Gras parade. I think it was three or four years ago, and uh, you just said drunk bro mashup, and I had done my own drunk bro mashup. I was sitting, I was sitting like cross legged on my couch and like like perched in front of the TV, and I'm clearly annihilated drunk. Like my face is sunburned. I'm like laughing at something. My mouth is wide open. There's food all in my mouth. And you, and then like the camera pans down and you can see that what is sitting in front of me slash in my lap is a pizza box that is open and there's a pizza in there. But also on top of the pizza is a lot of McDonald's. And I am just picking and choosing what I'm shoving into my mouth. And it's like a McDonald's <laughs> Domino's mashup. And I am just shoving it into my mouth and I'm just hammered. And I'm like, yeah. So, so anyways, yes, I can definitely, I've definitely thought about the drunk bro mashup. I've literally conducted them myself. I'm not proud of these moments. McDominoes, by the way, is the word you were looking for in that. Yeah, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yes. This is similar, but different. Take the White Castle sliders. Okay. And Totino's pizza rolls. Go on. Mash them up together. And now there is something that has been rolled out by White Castle to be sold in grocery stores called Castle Bites. And they look like the pizza rolls, the little pockets. You uh -huh. can do them in either hamburger or cheeseburger. How has it taken this long for them to come out with this and put it in grocery stores? I don't know. Wait, so they're they're designed like they look like pizza rolls, but on the inside you're getting you're getting bites of White Castle cheeseburger or hamburger. Mm -hmm. Castle bites rolling out to stores nationwide. Bite-sized frozen snacks available in two flavors: hamburger and cheeseburger. 
in two package sizes, 18 ounce or a 40 ounce party pack. And yes, they are the same little rectangle shaped pocket thingies. The hamburger says on it, made with 100% beef and onions wrapped in a delicious golden crust. The cheeseburger version is the same thing. Add cheese. Little poppable pockets of white castle. <laughs> I'm just, I was laughing at the, the hand movements. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like this mashup is necessary because white castle, their whole business is predicated on we do these really awesome burgers, but they're really just like these bite-sized sliders. So their food is already like poppable little, like you can you can easily eat a White Castle burger in two bites. I don't need to like take the ingredients of a White Castle burger and then shove it into a pizza roll and then be like, oh, but it's bite-sized. Well, White Castle is already bite-sized. And I'm also pretty confident that they um they already have their product uh, frozen at stores. Like you, I'm pretty sure you can buy like frozen you know, like White Castle sliders and just eat those yes. too. I'm pretty sure that's an option. So it's like, I don't know. I don't I don't understand the point of this mashup. I, I enjoy pizza rolls and I enjoy White Castle, but I just don't think it's necessary. If I want White Castle, I'm just going to get White Castle. Like, just give me the miniature sliders. Well, I'll write to them and tell them that this idea was a flop from the marketing <laughs> genius at the Castle yeah. Podcast. <laughs> okay. But listen, the next, time I'm, the next time I'm at a grocery store, though, if I see them, I will be tempted to buy them. Because I am intrigued. Yeah, I was about to say, don't tell me you wouldn't buy and try these. No, like, it, I'm not saying that. And you would eat the entire good. packet like, in one night, yeah. and that would be your food low for the following week. Yes, it would. Because I would get the cheeseburger over the hamburger, and then lactose intolerant, and then, you know, the vicious cycle that I keep putting myself into just repeats itself. Because mm-hmm. the only choice is to eat the entire packet in one sitting. That's the only choice with you. I mean, I don't know any other way to eat pizza rolls and if this is the mashup they're looking for I'm, like i'm, I'm gonna have to, to consi- take half of them out there and then roll the bag yeah. back up and put it into the <laughs> what do you want to do with this yeah. we exhibit some form of self-control yeah okay who is she Weird. we don't know her yeah <laughs> no not at all somebody else we don't know but i think we both wish we did is the subject of our last story. It is another new product rolling out. I don't know where we can find these, but I am so tempted, even as somebody who we have talked about this in multiple episodes now, we are not pumpkin spice people. No. But I would be willing to try it because Uh Martha Stewart, queen, uh, is rolling out limited time only Pumpkin spice flavored CBD wellness gummies. You have to know. You have to think that this was consulted with Snoop, right? There's no way that it wasn't. And also, like, I feel like Martha Stewart, as you were saying that, I'm like, my girl. Like, mm-hmm. God damn it. Just fucking love Martha Stewart. But I feel like that's the majority of people's reaction to her. Talk about, like, just being so awesome that you can go to print wasn't she like defrauding people or doing some crazy shit like it, it involved something like financial whatever like, i don't, I don't even like know. to get into exactly what she did she did her time yeah. and i'm not gonna hey, question it she did her time but like to still be this lovable and like in in the like eyes of like the american public as as martha stewart but also have like this edginess badass side to her where she does like all this stuff with snoop dogg apparently they're actually like really good friends and this is the pumpkin spice mashup that I can get behind. This is incredible. And we've talked about pumpkin spice in the past. And we both have said, like, 
we enjoy pumpkin spice flavored things, but the whole like, oh, it's fall, y'all. And like that whole, like basically we have been brainwashed into believing it. If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to our last episode where there's literal scientific data proving that people are fucking brainwashed into uh, associating. Uh, you know, I'm talking way too much. Anyways, pumpkin <laughs> spice CBD, I want to get my hands on it. And we need to figure out where they're selling it because CBD, uh, I'm pretty sure is, is legal in every state, isn't it? Like if it doesn't contain... Yeah, there's. I, I read the recap and somebody did a review of these and there is no THC in them. So I'm just trying to figure out what local store or mm. do I have to go to like go through Martha Stewart's CBD, which, by the way, is a handle on Instagram that I'm sure has. Uh, yep, there's a link tree. I can go <laughs> by. Martha Stewart's CBD product line includes not only the pumpkin spice wellness gummies, CBD oil, soft gel wellness topicals, other gummies, and a line for your pets. Martha. Wow. We need to get we need to get Theo and Sushi some CBD pumpkin spice treats and just watch them just chill the fuck out. Um, looking now, she makes Martha Stewart CBD calm chicken and cranberry flavor soft baked chews. Look what? at I was a dog. These sound delicious. Oh my god, I thought you were describing people food. I was like, I want some, no. I want some cranberry soft feed chews. <laughs> she makes uh for the dogs smoky bacon oil drops. I want that for me. Like, do right. that for people. Uh, can I get a dropper of bacon oil? That oh also my god! Has can you imagine how good like a smoky bacon dropper would be? <laughs> <laughs> to die and come back in another life as one of Martha Stewart's dogs. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god! Like her and Oprah, those dogs had the best lives ever. Oh, and the Queen. Those all those dogs that are like now on international right, yeah. television. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Ricky, for DMing this story to us on PT Pod on Instagram. Uh, I needed to know about this. And now I am on the hunt for some of her wellness gummies. The pumpkin spice is not the only flavor, by the way. And yes, there are other flavors for people. There's like a berry medley, a citrus medley. Um, there's one called harvest medley, which she's really getting fall, y'all. She's Yeah, she's really, she's on board with the medleys. And anything with the word medley in it, it just sounds like something that I want to try. Now I've tried CBD in the past and admittedly like it just wasn't it didn't really have an impact on me i'm not sure if it's something that i just need to use more frequently but with that being said i am 100 percent open to trying this out because we got to support our girl martha this sounds fantastic and she's rolling out a whole fucking product line so we got to get our hands on this i just found out that yes you can buy them online if you go through the Boom. the instagram handle martha stewart cbd look how many years ago when she was like pre-jail, like pre-friends with Snoop and all this, if you would say like, yes, um, Martha Stewart in 20 years is going to have a line of like drug adjacent gummies <laughs> sold online. The whole sentence should be like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Yeah. Any of that? But first, she's going to do some prison time, but don't worry. <laughs> she's going to rebound real well. And she's going to be best friends with Snoop Dogg. And you're like, wait, yeah. are we talking about the same Martha Stewart, this lovely woman from like Connecticut or wherever she's from that yeah. teaches you wonderful things and says it in a very calm way. And that is a good thing. Like that <laughs> is the Martha that I remember. And then she started selling like hand towels branded for her in stores, you know? Yeah. She's got can't, it all. Can't knock the hustle. Team, team Martha. 
We're all just jealous that she is covering. We're very, we're very jealous. And we're is very jealous. Snoop Dogg. Uh, that's it for my stories in the scoop. Uh, we're going to close their food high and low. I know that you're going to have more because you're on the road and you're doing epic food adventures. So many food adventures. Do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, I think my low, I'll go first with that, was when I was on the phone with my friend Lori and I randomly had a craving for McDonald's French fries. And so I just went to get some fries in the fast food lane. No, the FBI did not confiscate my phone. But <laughs> I, I thought I muted the phone and she heard me make my entire order. She's like, are you at McDonald's ordering chicken nuggets and French fries? And I was like, I am. And then I got to the window. <laughs> We've talked about this before. My favorite underrated sauce for chicken nuggets at McDonald's is not honey mustard, but honey. Okay. And so when I order, it's very specific. I'm like, yeah, can I get the chicken nuggets and the fries? I don't need a drink. They're like, what's your sauce? And I say, not honey mustard, but honey. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Okay. And then you get to the window and they're like, we don't have honey. And I'm like, nope, you do. I've, I've gotten it here before. And I talked to the lady at the window back there, the, the the thing about it. She said, yes. And him trying to like convince me that, no, we don't have honey. We can give you honey mustard. I'm like, no, um, the packet has like a white top on the thing. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God, no. I know too much about this that I can tell you. No. Yeah, you've gone too far. It's gotten mm -hmm. so weird. You were describing what the honey packet looked like. To, to an employee, employee. Mm -hmm. that's when you know that like you've you've reached a point where like you might actually have a problem. Yeah. And then yeah. somebody else who works there comes up behind him and she's like, yeah, we do. It's over here. And so I'm like, oh, now I know for next time. When they <laughs> Not only do I know what it looks like, I can point to you in the direction. Oh, well, you should keep it over there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Not only do you know what it looks like now and can describe it, you can literally point to the specific McDonald's location where they are storing their honey in case there is, for some reason, an employee that does not know. And yet this green-haired woman in the drive-thru not only knows what it looks like, but knows where we store it at. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Too also much. respect. I respect you for it. So I appreciate that. Too much. My high yeah. was not a, a new restaurant or anything. I think this was, maybe it was one of my highs before. Friday afternoon at work, I had hit a point where I had achieved enough for the day and now I was done but I was hungry. And so I found somebody in the office who was willing to go have late lunch with me. Right. And I had uh -huh. no intention of where we were going, no plan. And he's like, Oh, I got an idea. Let's go to port of call. Oh, nice. The reason it's my high is because never in my life, in all of my times in new Orleans, have I been able to walk in to port of call and walk up straight to a table. Uh -huh. I learned that maybe the secret is go on a Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Mm. Walked straight in, got to choose whatever table we wanted on this side of the restaurant, served right away. That never happens. Yeah. So I think the, the secret is you have to go there like the middle of the day in the week because I, I've never experienced that. And if I were to experience that, that would also be my food high because anybody that's been to Port of Call in New Orleans knows the second that you walked in, that you walk in, it's fucking slammed. Like mm -hmm. you're you're crunched up against people. Like you're kind of trying to like wedge yourself up against like that wall slash barrier they have between like yeah. the bar and like a bunch of tables, and it's just a shit show. There's no room between at the bar. Stools and wood paneling. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's never. Yeah. There's never even a like. It's not even like a single spot at the bar. Like not even like like one member of the party sit while the others stand and then you wait around. You're just like, well, I'm just gonna. I'm going to have to wait this out standing up in this corner here. So, yeah, that's awesome. That never happens. How did that feel? 
It was great. And then the rest of the day kind of went to shit because on our way, quote, back to the office, we uh, got sidetracked and ended up at one of the gay bars on Bourbon Street. And then there we were until the sun went down. Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> it's me. Only girl in the gay bar. It's very yeah. <laughs> also supposed to be at work right now. Oh, look, the sun's right. going down. I still have work yeah. to do. I turn around. It's dark. I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, it's all shit. started with burgers. <laughs> we that were riding that high of like, we got burgers set right away. Well, we should just keep it going. Yeah, now you have all that good juju. Must as well just go back to the office and waste it now. Like, right, right. We can go inside this gay bar and have the t- best time ever. That's the most like New Orleans story ever. It's like, so I'm at work. <laughs> Quick redirect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Um, Your turn. So I don't even, it's hard. Like I, I really have had a, a really good week of food out here in Colorado. The only low that I can think of is, and I won't name this bar specifically. It is, and it's ironically enough, it's actually the first time I got here. I walked with a friend uh, down a, a bar that's a, a couple blocks away from where he lives. And, you know, just really needed to eat something. Got in late, like things were a little bit delayed. And, uh, go to order food and nothing was really standing out. Like I got some wings, but you know, if you're at a bar and they have wings, I'm probably going to get wings every time, but they had, like, they had a Philly cheesesteak. And it's the only thing that sounded really good. And so I ordered the Philly cheesesteak and it was just like, they just tried, they tried doing too much with it. They had this weird, like Philly cream cheese, like, like a dressing that they had used mm-hmm. on the cheesesteak. So the cheesesteak came out, and like the sauce and it was like this really white sauce. But as I'm eating it, it just tastes like I'm eating like a bunch of cream cheese, like chopped up onions and shit. And I'm like, this isn't a Philly cheesesteak at all. No, like I was not. I was not prepared for this. I really didn't like it that much. But, it, you know, it served its purpose of, you know, I just got to eat something. But it was so because he ordered the same thing. And it, and, and I, like we didn't say a single word about it at the bar. Like we're just hanging out and catching up. And then on the walk back, maybe two minutes into the walk, he looks at me. And he goes. So what's up with that Philly cheesesteak? <laughs> He's like, that sauce was weird, right? I'm like, yeah, it was fucking weird. Like, what, what was that that we were eating? So that was, I would say that's my food low. But, you know, thinking about it, it's, it's still a pretty good food low to have, all things considered. I've definitely done a lot worse to myself. Uh, but I feel like they need to food- rename it from a Philly cheesesteak to a Philly cream steak. Cause like- yeah, like just if you named it that, then people wouldn't know what they're getting themselves into. And maybe yeah. it wouldn't be so weird. Um, my food high, and this was hard to pick because again, very good food since I've been out here, uh, got to a friend's place last night and where I'm recording from now. And they had like a whole, like do it yourself, Korean barbecue situation going on. Like we ate like on a fucking, on their balcony overlooking the mountains. And it was just beautiful. Um, very, very spoiled in that regard. Uh, but my, my food high is actually this restaurant in Denver, in Denver called Yum Cha. And it's a, a dumpling and noodle bar that quite literally just kind of stumbled into walking around downtown trying to find a place to eat. And it was around the corner from this Asian fusion spot. And so like a true weirdo stood there on the street corner just Googling both of their menus and trying to decide which one sounded better. And then ended up just walking into Yum Cha. And it was just – it was the perfect call because like everything was very shareable. Um, and we had just hit happy hour. And so it was just like the perfect mix mash of everything. So some of the things that were ordered, uh, they did a a barbecue beef short rib on a scallion pancake, fried pork dumplings, 
uh, General Sal's soup dumplings. Mm. And then they had a uh, firecracker chicken bao buns and these edamame, these crystal edamame dumplings. And everything was just awesome. Like literally every th- single thing was really, really good. Um, if anything, I just wanted to order the menu two times over, but I had to eventually call it quits after ordering like six or seven different things. But yeah, I had to give credit to Yum Cha because I think that's been my favorite meal that I've had so far. And it's one of those things too, where like it wasn't planned out, right? It's like, you're somewhere, um, I'm familiar with this city, but there's a lot of new places to eat. I'm walking around and I'm just trying to find something. And then you happen to stumble into a place that you really enjoy. And that was kind of the the thing that made it the best experience. I'm hungry all over again after you. (laughs) I know I literally, yeah, my, yeah. I have my friends who are like, Hey dude, we got a, we got drinks and food waiting. I'm like, well, I'm doing the podcast, the podcast about drinks and food. So the podcast, I'm so so hungry. Food podcast, podcast, the podcast, the podcast. (laughs) I don't know. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, son of a bitch. So hungry. But yeah, that that was the food high. So an un unanticipated, really good restaurant. And I can't complain about it. So well, we will talk to you again next week and maybe we sound will. a little bit different now that he won't be on the road next time. Uh yes. I feel like you're gonna still have more highs and lows from the rest of this trip for the next episode. Absolutely. Yeah, the 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 eating will continue. I will be very sure to keep this party going until then you can find us on social media we are at pte pod wherever you listen to your podcast if you could please like share rate review as always tell a friend and we look forward to talking to you next week come back for seconds